Hey, <laughs> meet my three brothers, and it's the Blue Man Group. Welcome to Dunstan Checksman, the only podcast where we break down minute by minute the 1996 ape film Dunstan Checksman, and we take each of those minutes and lovingly pair it with another feature film. Mm. I'm Lord Andrew Rutledge. And I'm Emily Monkeytown. And we're going to talk about minute 20 of Dunstan Checks In. We sure are. We're 20 minutes in. How are you feeling? Can I say something? <laughs> I feel like I've opened a can of worms here. <laughs> that I've, I, do, I, do, I do believe I've never said on this podcast. Go for it. This is a good minute. What? <laughs> I'm in shock. I'm in absolute shock that you said that. I think this is a good... Now, listen. Yeah. I, relative to Dunstan Checks Min, rather Dunstan Checks In, I think this is a good minute. I think if this minute was in Super Mario Brothers, it would be the worst minute in the movie. <laughs> but relative to the rest of this film, I thought this was a good minute. I what? thought there was there was some stuff to enjoy here. Well, I guess we'll get into it. Yeah. Um, so this is the minute I have chosen to pair with Ocean's Eleven, yeah. the 2001 film. Uh, I'll get into that when we mm-hmm. get there. Yeah. Uh, this minute starts with the look that Mrs. Dubrow is giving. Yes. Uh, uh, As like, yeah, I fired her. What of it? Yeah. And uh, the the whole lobby it's, comes to a standstill. Well, the lobby has just seen Consuelo running out of the hotel crying. <laughs> Did you forget the word for hotel? I that, did. The way that that sounded, <laughs> if I had not acknowledged that, it sounded it sounded as if you had said something wrong and I had to edit in you saying hotel. I fully forgot the word hotel. <laughs> She's run out of the hotel. That was a real... <laughs> I was... My brain wanted me to say theater. Yeah. Um, that's not what the Majestic is. <laughs> well, I mean, in another world, it is what the Majestic is, but not in this movie. Yeah. Um... So we, we get a look at um, Nancy in the front desk. Yes. This is the front desk man that we had theorized is having an illicit affair with, affair the, with, with a, a bag man. A bag man, bell man. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Nancy's there, too, for some reason. Yeah. Uh, then we get a look at um, a, a one of the bellmen uh, with a luggage luggage cart. Mm-hmm. Baggage cart. Yeah. Uh, and then... Well, we see, you know, Mrs. Dubrow look away and everyone looks, hurry, hurriedly gets back to work. Mm-hmm. Um, now we go into a different room. Yes. This is now, this is the security room. Yeah. Which we had seen part of before. Yeah. Murray. Now here's the, also the part of the minute I don't like. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I'm surprised you said this is a good minute because this part, like, sucks. Yeah. Um, Murray, who is... Well, I'll tell you what I like. So I yeah. don't like... In this minute, in this moment, I don't like Murray. Mm-hmm. I don't like Brian. Mm-hmm. I like Kyle in this moment. Okay, though. Kyle's good in this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Murray, who is an adult man, yes, and uh, Brian, who's a teen boy, yes. Uh, it seems that Brian and Murray are working together, yes, so that Brian can spy on the two French girls, yes, who who he tried flirting with earlier in an earlier minute. Mm-hmm. Um. And Murray's just fully on board with using well, just totally, yeah, using security cameras to zoom in on them while they're poolside. Yeah, which is abhorrent. It's just it is. It is, it is frankly <laughs> abhorrent behavior. I would agree with that. And Murray's employee of the month, which yeah. is shocking. Um, so what what we hear though? So uh, Brian says, uh, "Zoom in on eight. Yeah. So there's camera eight. Yes. 
and then we hear that Kyle is telling them, mm-hmm. more specifically Murray, I think, yeah. to look out for someone. He says, he's a big, scary guy with a huge trunk with lots of stickers. Would you describe Lord Rutledge as a big guy? He's definitely taller than yeah. Kyle. The kid? The child? Yes. The eight-year-old child? Yeah. Yes. But everyone's... I wouldn't describe Jason Alexander as a big guy, but he's taller than, than Kyle. I think... Um, He's he, he's taller than Jason Alexander. Yeah. But see, I, I, I think of Jason Alexander as a short man. I guess. I mean, I, I think he was scary also because he, he used the cane to oh, grab scary. his hood. I'm not disputing scary okay. at all. Oh, maybe he's just exaggerating for effect. Maybe. I don't know. Um. So then Mary just kind of uh, uh, to to uh, placate him says, right. Scary guy, huge trunk. Yeah. You you bet, kid. He yeah. says it at one point. Kid. They have a lot of dialogue I, here. Here's the fan mm-hmm. theory. Murray is also using my device to remember which one is Brian and which <laughs> one is Kyle. And is anything Kyle, kid. Uh-huh. Um, and Brian is is gesturing to camera eight, which is now zoomed in on the, the two uh, French girls, and says, this one really liked me. Now, okay. So you're... That's obviously not true, first yeah. of all, Brian. Second of all, you're agreeing me with me that this is a bad part of this minute. Yeah. Curious. Okay. Curious. Okay. Because mm-hmm. what I thought huh? was that when a movie features someone creepily lusting after French teens, that means it's a movie you like. Well, this movie doesn't end with Brian shitting himself to death. <laughs> <laughs> Fair, I guess. Escape from Tomorrow still fucking sucks. Don't watch that movie, everybody. Everyone within the sound of my voice, don't watch Escape from Tomorrow. Now, what Murray now says, so Brian says, this one really liked me. Yeah. And then Murray says, eh, they're okay. Yeah, that's... Murray! 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 That is so... That's so weird, dude. Yeah. That's uh, so bad. So then what we see is our camera... The film camera that we are watching the film through, yeah, pans up, and there's so there's the displays of screens, yeah, right. So camera two or camera eight. Wait, I'm okay. They they pan up from camera eight to. Wait, I want to say something two. about Murray. Okay, yeah, yeah. I want to I want to suggest a theory. Okay. Perhaps, not to defend Murray. <laughs> sure. But perhaps he's going along with this solely because Brian is the boss's kid. And he doesn't want to piss off the boss's kid. And the reason he says they're okay like that is because he's like, I'm an adult. I can't I can't be commenting on these kids' hotness. Like, Brian wants me to go along with this. He's the boss's kid. I got to do what he says. But I'm not trying to get in the middle of this. I'll just say something noncommittal. Maybe. But then he didn't have to zoom in the camera. Yeah, that was a creepy move. There's, I mean, there's, there's so much here that if he was in that noncommittal zone, yeah. he could just be standing there yeah. and not actively zooming in he's definitely doing the wrong thing here yeah um so so what we see is above camera eight there's camera two Mm -hmm. and to the right of camera two is camera three so we're going up and we're seeing on camera two walking into frame yeah is lord rutledge actively trespassing (laughs) well and he is he's in disguise the disguise that the he is the master of disguise yes and he is regular pistachio disguising yeah he is disguised as a bellman yes uh, he walks. He's still very recognizably him, though. Yes, he's still got the mustache, the face. It's <laughs> like this. He is caught on tape committing a crime. Yeah. this early in the movie. Yeah. Well, and then okay, you say committing a crime. That's the thing. He walks up, so we see him go across two to three. Yeah. He goes up to the door. 
He has keys. Well, I'm wondering about these keys. Yes, I'm wondering about these keys myself. They were weird looking keys. Did you no, get okay. a, did you catch a lick at them? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. They're okay. So first of all, they're gold. Yeah. And they're bigger than a credit card. Yeah. Now, modern hotel keys are the swipers. Yeah, this was a swiper though. This is a swiper, but it looks, but it different. looks like it's gold metal. Yeah, it's like metal, not like plastic, like a normal swiper. And they're like on a, a, a today swiper would be. Yeah, and they're on a key ring. Yeah, he had to cycle through, and then they don't look like. Well, they're... then I think the key ring is only out of place because typically you wouldn't necessarily have multiple different keys in a hotel if you're a guest. Uh huh. And also with the plastic cards, it wouldn't make sense to put them on a key ring. But well, I, I, I think that's just that's just a practical thing. But for this style of key, yeah, it just—it's still all of it. Because like you could so put odd. these in a wallet, you know. I guess it's just so all of it's so odd. It's very odd. And I—I I mean, well, here's my theory. Yeah, give give me a theory. Counterfeit keys. Well, I mean, they must be. He made these keys. This is what I think. Yeah. But he made them to look weird like this. No. Because that, how would he fit? He wants I, well, to fit I in. What I think. I think he made them. I, I think they look weird as a result of, of the, these are purely functional, like bootleg keys, essentially. Uh-huh. Like, I think the real keys are probably also metal, but they just, they, they probably have like a stylized M on them. They're a little more, a little more fancy looking, whereas these are just the bare bones. These are keys that work as keys. I guess. And it looks like he's picking one specifically for this door. Yeah. Uh, and then we do see the door number. I wrote it down at one point. 812. 812. And it says above it, I think it says Queen's Suite. Mm. Um, and so this is, we know this from an earlier minute. This is where Mrs. De La Croce is staying. Yes. I also, I want to get out of the record. I think the keys are cool looking. Oh, they're cool. Yeah. It's just so weird it's because they don't bizarre. look anything like what we as human beings who live <laughs> yeah. on this earth recognize as hotel keys. You know what also was, it seemed very strange to me, but I enjoyed. Hmm. Um, remind me of his name. Lord Rutledge? Yeah. Yeah. The actor. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, he's Rupert Everett. Rupert Everett. Yes. Rupert Everett is making a curious choice in this scene, I would say. Oh, yes. And the look on his face, he seems terrified. <laughs> he seems very, very afraid, which is seemingly kind of breaking from this sort of cool, slick, evil con man character. But I kind of like it. I kind of like that he uh, that he's we see this sort of moment of cowardice where he's like, oh shit, I'm doing something right now. I think I mean he also has the look of the most guilty man. Yeah, and that that could be a side effect of the fact that we see in later minutes mm-hmm. Dunstan does the dirty work. Yes, he has trained Dunstan to do the theft. Yes, so, so this it is, makes sense that he's afraid because he doesn't really do much of this. Yeah, this is an unusual act for him in general. Well, yeah, I would I would assume he does this normally because he has to set up spoilers to future minutes. Mm. He has to set up the signal for Dunstan. Sure. Uh, well, it's at the end of this minute. Yeah, but, but I mean, we don't necessarily learn that it's a signal we, for Dunstan. Yeah, we don't know what yeah. it is. Um, so where am I at my notes? Oh, so Kyle, Kyle's going on while we're seeing this Kyle him go walk up kid. to the door and do all this. Yeah, uh, Kyle says something like, "I have a very, very bad feeling about this." Yeah, very Star Wars. Yes. Um, then uh, Brian says, "Kyle, we're preoccupied here." That's a gross. Yeah, right. Uh, and then Kyle just says, I have a sense about these things. Willie? It sounded like you said Willie. And I meant to look up whether either of these actors' names are Willie and the kid just totally forgot can to. We, can, we, can we get it on Can we get it on, uh, on air check? Well, if you'd like. Will you authorize that? I won't stop you. Okay. It's, it's I mean, if, if you need that second key to turn, that's where I'm at. Okay. 
Uh, I'm going to look and see if either of the actors' names are Here, I'm going to play it now, so you're going to hear it faintly in the background, people. Mm-hmm. Murray. I was talking about these Murray? things. Murray. Very clearly Murray. <sighs> See, this I is, even, this is we go, we're gonna get some mic all over again. <laughs> I even had headphones on, and I was very, I was, I listened to it several times, and I could not get Murray out of it. But Did you also like how I went Murray. right to the line? Yeah, that you was knew. pretty impressive. You, well, you were like one line before, but you were good. Like Thank that you. was good. Um, so then here's where Murray says, I think, unless you're gonna say he's saying something different, mm-hmm. what I think is his most objectionable line. What does he say in this whole moment? Well, and and this is, I believe this is in in reaction to just seeing these French girls zoomed in in their bikinis. Yeah. He says, yep, I needed this. Does he say that? I do not remember that. See, I mean, you could. Maybe I was too afraid and I blacked out. He just said it. We're listening right now. Okay, it can't hear if you talk. You Excuse literally started me. talking exactly when he was going to say the line. He's not going to He's saying it right now. He says, I know you do. What? You, you, me. He is not saying I needed this. He says, yep, I know you do. This is a, a Yanny Laurel situation. <laughs> he is fully, he's just placating um, Kyle. He's uh, just whatever. saying, yeah, I know you do. Uh, and then Kyle says he could be anywhere. Yeah. Which this is what we are seeing on cameras two and three. Yeah. That he is anywhere. Yes. Um, then what do we get here? Oh, so he goes inside. So now we've switched from watching Lord Rutledge. On the cameras to watching him on the on the movie cameras. Yes. And uh, we see as he goes, he goes into the Queen Suite, mm-hmm. uh, approaches the um, kind of, uh, it's not, is it, is it a window? Or is say? it for a patio? I don't know. It's big, though. It's a window, because in later minutes we know. Okay, yeah. Yeah. He opens it, and he does a little, before he opens it, he does like a full turn. Yeah. Like, he looks back at the front door, then opens the window, yeah. and he pulls out a, kind of a red flag? Like a like a flag football flag. Yeah, like capture the flag football flag. Yeah. That's the full title. Yeah. <laughs> capture the flag football flag. Yes. Uh, he he pulls it out from from some hidden pocket, mm-hmm. kind of does a, a exaggerated flourish, mm-hmm. closes the window on it. Yeah. So now this is this window has been marked. Yeah. In some way, he also closes the inner curtains. Yes. Even what I gotta say, if I was Mrs. Delacroce, mm-hmm. I would notice that flag from the outside. Not from the outside. From the inside. You th- you're I mean, in New York, baby. You're gonna open those drapes. You're gonna look at the skyline. I would say what what would cause me to notice it is that whenever I'm outside of a hotel that I'm staying in, I'm always looking for a window. Interesting. I never do that. I love to see from outside what that looks like. I don't have time to, to count. I love it. That's you my I mean? that's my whole dream. I'm like I'm you like oh I'm here. I'm up three levels. I'm over five. Yeah. Love that. That's just, that's what I'm all about. <laughs> What's so I would that? see that flag in my window right away, and I'd be like. What's this? See, I'd be checking out that skyline, opening up those drapes, see what's this window. Yeah. What's this flag, I mean. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, So then the last kind of second of this Mm -hmm. minute, we see a brief moment, Kyle sitting on the floor reading a comic. Yes. Do you want want to talk a little bit about that now, or do you want to talk more about it in the next minute? Well, the next minute. Okay. I didn't even realize I completely skipped over where I wanted to talk about Ocean's Eleven. Yeah, I was about to mention, like, we did not talk about Ocean's Eleven all year. Because it is right here at the end where he's doing his heist prep. Sure. 
And that's that's that is that is pre- pretty much the core of why I've paired Ocean's Eleven Ocean's with 11, it. Yeah. I think of Ocean's Eleven as a pretty um, iconic and singular heist film of our generation. I would say it is the heist movie. Yes. Um, it to the point where if you do any other heist movie with any any numbered team, yeah. people will compare find it, it find a long. jokey way to compare it. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, 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 you see that? <laughs> well, for me, the joke was remember when um, this was a couple of years ago when and 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 it I was drew, laughing because I completely failed to put together a, an example there. Uh, there was uh, the I was film. So confident, and I just couldn't do it. I think part of why this got compared was because George Clooney also starred in it. The film Monuments Men. Oh sure, that was a bad movie. You that, see that movie? I saw it. It was very bad. <laughs> it was a real. It was like stinker. a World War Two. They were steal. They were going to heist art that the Nazis had stolen. They're going to yeah. heist it back from the Nazis. So that was a. Uh, people were like, "Oh, it's like Ocean's Seven. It's like Ocean's nineteen forty two. Yeah, whatever. Um, so that that's that's kind of the style I think. Yeah. Uh, people go for, but I I like this movie a lot. Yeah. Uh, who I, I like it a lot too. Yeah, I was. I mentioned a few people. I mentioned that I was watching it for the podcast, and I, unlike any other movie that we have watched the podcast, I got strong positive reactions when I mentioned that I was watching Oceans Eleven. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's what the movie's called, right? Oceans. What other movies have you told people about that you got a negative, a strong negative reaction? Master about? of Disguise. But see, I thought you said Paul two, Blart, Mal Blart too. two of your coworkers said they loved Master of Disguise. That, that is true, actually. <laughs> that seems like that's not well, a negative reaction. Well, they liked it. They didn't say they loved it. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah I, but most people I told about that said, why are you doing this yourself? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I think we have to reward ourselves sometimes. Sometimes you just got to watch Ocean's <laughs> Eleven. And it's a very good film. And I, I, I don't think there's anything in particular that is visually similar. No. Uh, but I do think, I mean, a security room with cameras and camera footage. The way the Amazing Yen's hand wrap waves is yeah. a little bit like the flag. I like it. <laughs> I'll allow it. Thank you. Um, but the the kind of security, bumbling security people, mm. that's kind of a thing. Yeah. Uh, and I, I like the prep. And that's that's exactly what this is. This oh, is sure. The, I mean, and there's certainly moments in Ocean's Eleven where the various characters are dressed as bellmen or or... Name one where they're dressed as a bellman. Uh, it's the, the the Mormon brothers. They swap into bellman costumes you at one point. You call that a bellman? They were in bellman costumes at some point. They were like casino attendants. Well, they were like pushing like trash and yelling at each other. Yeah. <laughs> that's their <laughs> that's whole thing. That's mostly what they did in the movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's, I mean, that's really why I did it. Do, 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 you like Ocean's Eleven. I do. I Have you seen the original? Bit. Yes. Okay. And I, I saw it many, many years ago. Mm-hmm. I remember finding it kind of boring. So I had to rewatch it for my other podcast. Nothing oh, new. Brother, here we come. <laughs> and, and yeah, I'll say I was ambivalent on it. Yeah. Uh, b- but I'm Frank glad- Sinatra is Danny Ocean. Yes. And part of the bit is that they're all um, they're they, all Rat Packers. No, no, no. They were in a. They were. From, that's true, though. Well, yes, that's true in real life. Yeah. <sighs> but they were they were in the war together. Okay. So that's how he knew all these people. That's some old people. That shit. That is some <laughs> old people shit. And they like called him Commander or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, what what else? It's it's completely different the way that it plays out and then yeah. the ending yeah. from the modern Ocean's Eleven. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'll even stand up for Ocean's Twelve. 
I won't. I'll stand up tall for it. Ocean's 12 sucks. I really like it a lot. Ocean's 11 and Ocean's 8, I'm going to say, are the only good Ocean's movies. Yeah, I, I haven't revisited 13 yet yeah. in, since it came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would say, yeah, I probably wouldn't uh, <laughs> be that fond of it. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people with Ocean's 12, they focus on the part where Julia Roberts pretends to be herself. Yeah, that's really bad. It's, <laughs> it's not, I'm not going to say it's good. Yeah. But I to think me that's as bad as the earthquake thing. The rest of the movies, <laughs> the rest of the movie, Ocean's Twelve, I like a lot. I uh, guess. Uh, but yeah, Thirteen has that earthquake issue that I really can't stand up for. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's a pretty pretty solid heist film. What did I write do, down? They here? do a lot of heist prep. Do you got a favorite favorite of the eleven? Oh, I'll tell you. I'll tell you a favorite of the eleven. I think. I think he could have used a lot more screen time. As as I was watching, I was like, "Holy shit, he's really shining in this movie." You know who I'm talking about? Do you want to try to guess? Um, Don Cheadle. No, okay. absolutely not. That <laughs> accent? Are you kidding me? <laughs> you, you, you didn't care for his accent? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm talking about Bernie Mac, baby. Oh, He's shit, so yeah. funny in this movie. Yeah. Bernie Mac is really fucking good on Ocean's Eleven. The scene, I, I really enjoy the scene where he's uh he's squeezing the car salesman's hand and talking about moisturizer. Yeah. That's great. That's I mean, that is always uh people think of that scene and talk of it fondly in comparison yeah. to the character. Yeah. Um I also I also really enjoy when uh, he first when uh, Danny Ocean first contacts him and he's just very straight face. You must be confused when you're someone else. My name is Ramon. Yeah, <laughs> that's very good. That is very good. Um, I have to say I it, in this watching I did like uh, Linus Caldwell more than I remember ever liking him. This is this is Matt Matt Damon's, Damon's character. character. Yeah. Um, but Matt Damon is a piece of shit and can go to hell. So I mean, that's a lot of the eleven. <laughs> that is a lot of the eleven. Uh, but I, I think uh, Elliot Gould is is truly my favorite. Oh yeah, I agree with that. Elliot yeah. Gould, he's good. He's always good when you show up. He has when the you really, got Gould. You got gold in your movie. <laughs> he has the really great um, scene where he's the one telling the story of the three people who got closest. That is to, a really great scene to robbing it casinos. The fun thing where it everyone is a different decade and it has like a song from that decade. Yeah, yeah. And then even the I don't know. It's just some something about the way that that is is shot is very good too. One of those is a uh, one of those is a. Uh, is director cameo Steven Soderbergh. Oh. He's one of the three people who was who came Do you remember closest. which of the three? Nope. I would want to say he's the last one. The one but... who gets shot. Yeah. Um, uh, some things I would like to talk about in this movie. Sure. Um, George Clooney's look at the start of the film mm-hmm. when he just gets out of prison. He looks like a fucking dirtbag. <laughs> He's got the beard. He's got a or goatee it's a fake specifically. Be- yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a not all the way beard. Yeah, and it looks bad. Mm-hmm, he does mm-hmm. not look good. Mm-hmm. He looks like a shithead. Who name name the actors who could pull off goatees? Matthew Perry, number one. <laughs> That's a joke. <laughs> that is, That's a joke. That was like you started at the bottom. <laughs> that was the worst person. Someone looks good with a goatee. I mean. But here's the thing. I would almost argue it's not a goatee. Whatever Robert Downey Jr. is doing, I don't most think of he, the time. I don't think he looks good with what he has. Yeah, frankly, I yeah. Um, because Brad Pitt did it, and he looked like he he looked like a billy goat. Yeah, Brad like Pitt just, doesn't look good with It just didn't goatee. work. There's someone out there. Who, I mean, there must be somebody who looks good with a goatee. I don't think anyone does. Oh, I, 
Does Paul Giamatti technically have a goatee? Oh, and it looks real bad. <laughs> I mean, I guess. We'll talk about that in the future. That's his Spoilers. Look. That's his look, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I couldn't tell you. And yeah. for, I'm, I'm gonna, uh, I mean, I, it's it's historical fact. I'll admit it here. I had a goatee for a while in my teen years. I, well, I, Andrew, you're my best friend. Yep. I love you. Yep. You looked terrible yeah. with that goatee. Several years after I had gotten rid of it, uh, yeah. I, I saw some video footage and I went, well, that was bad, huh? <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Nobody stopped me, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I can't think of anyone who looks good with a goatee. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a moment in this movie um where so um George Clooney in order to sell Brad Pitt uh on the idea of doing this heist he gives his little speech about how the house always wins but then you get the perfect hand you beat the house mm-hmm. um and then they they do a little goof around about uh you know he's like oh did I ru- you practiced that speech didn't you oh did I rush it is a little a little fun moment yeah i feel like i like that moment in this movie but I feel like since this movie came out, like I feel like this movie got a lot of credit for being like a cool heist movie that also is funny. Mm-hmm. And I feel like every single like action movie or heist movie or any kind of movie like has to have moments like that now. And I yeah. kind of, I'm kind of, I'm kind of sick of the influence mm. of, of this style. Which I'm not saying Ocean's Eleven did it first or was the one that made it like a thing. Mm-hmm. But it's, it was definitely like an early example of that. I would say. Mm-hmm. And now I feel like all movies have to have these moments, and I'm like, just you can just be serious and cool yeah, for a or, second, or you can be earnest. Yeah, you don't have to lay a joke on top of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but I do. I, I mean, I do enjoy it in this movie. There's a couple of Brad Pitt lines I want to talk about that I thought sure. were revealing of a ki- of the character. Um, there's one where uh, someone asks him about like, don't, don't you ever feel like you want to die or whatever, and uh, he says only in the morning. <laughs> What's the what is the joke here? Is the joke just that Brad Pitt's character like has depression? Well, he's, he's he's I think it's like only when I wake up. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> that seems like it seemed like a weird joke. Um oh no, the other one is not a Brad Pitt line, excuse me. The other one is a is a Linus Caldwell line. Sure. Um he he is uh, at one point in the film his his task for prepping for the heist is to just watch everything in the hotel. Yeah. And uh he when Julia Roberts is coming down the stairs, he says this is the best part of my day. I'm gonna I'm gonna put him in the category with Murray and 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 uh, and uh, Brian and say, yeah. hey, that's a creepy thing to say, Linus. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was an extra at one point who I thought looked like David Lynch until I saw him at a different angle. <laughs> <laughs> that that sounds like the world's most interesting extra. <laughs> it was in the it was he was in the audience of the of the big fight. Oh, okay. That's the end of the film. They did. They th- there's one person in there who is a cameo from the original film. Mm. One of the the few remaining people who who were alive from it. Sure. Uh, I I couldn't tell you who it was though. Yeah. Sorry. Um. Then my final note: Where do you suppose, where do you suppose someone like a Danny Ocean acquires knockout gas? Oh, follow question: Is knockout gas a real thing? No, uh, right. To answer your second question first, I don't think so. Right, because if you stay unconscious for more than like a second in real life, it's like really bad. Yeah, unless you've had like professional, you know, uh, what's the word? Anestheticians. Yes. Um, Thank yeah. you for getting that from my clue. <laughs> I think. If anything, it's it's what is that nitrous oxide? Is that isn't what it that is? what they use for dental patients? Okay, because you, you don't that need fully knock you out like that. No, and and I think I mean he has a guy for everything. Danny yeah, Ocean's like, got a guy. You, how do you get it? Where, who is this guy? He's got a guy. Who? He's got a guy. <laughs> the, I also have like 
they have like little bespoke devices for like when they when they repel down the shaft. Oh sure. Um, like where do they get those? He's got a guy. Someone makes them. Yeah. Who? Do you, well in twelve they 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 reveal they have a a a, a, a tinkerer essentially. Well, that's what they need because there's a lot of things in this movie that are like they're clearly designed for the specific purpose that they need in this heist. Mm-hmm. Which just the overhead on that just ah, it seems not worth it. Well, yeah, the overhead's huge. <laughs> I think that's I think that's a given in these kind of heist movies. The yeah. overhead is huge because they know they're gonna get millions eventually. Yeah, just millions. Who's funding this? Who's fun? Who's funding this? Elliot Gould. Yes, and kind of all of them, I think. I think that's why you need so many people on the team. Okay. I think you've got Gould and and uh, Saul. The old guys have the money. The old guys have the money. Yeah. They've got some savings somewhere. Yeah. And so they're well. They're, we, we see Elliot Gould's house. He's he's very rich. Yeah. He's a wealthy man. They're putting up. They're putting up money. Yeah. Uh, I, there was one part of this movie that did kind of bug me as it happened, but I just it, you just roll with it. Sure. It is the introduction of Basher. Yeah. Um, because the uh it's rusty and danny are talking about oh we need a demo guy yeah and they go well what about basher and they go oh, well there's only one problem yeah and it seems like the problem would be he's in jail yeah but then the problem is is that he's pulling off a thing that goes wrong and then all of a sudden rusty is there pretending to be what fbi yeah to get basher out of he's it pretending to be atf atf and it's yeah. like how did they how did they know he was going to be arrested at that gonna, moment? Yeah. Yeah. How did they know yeah. he was going to be needed and that he was going to either fuck it up or what, like? That, Here's my theory. That's so crazy. Here's my theory. Yeah. They've got a man on the inside at the police. Oh. And so they they knew like this was a this was a planned bust. Yeah. Like the police knew this job was happening and had plans to be there. Mm-hmm. They just didn't know where he currently was, so they knew the moment he they knew where he was going to be arrested okay. because they knew the police like had eyes on him. Yeah. I mean, I like. That I like any theory because it, I roll with, with that, it. It's fine. My problem with that scene though is mm. that like so they blow up a cop car, right? Yeah. Which hey, great, good job though. Uh-huh. But then they just walk away, <laughs> like they walk away and they're like actively taunting the cops. They're like they blew up one car and there's like fifty cops on the scene. Like yeah. there's no reason one of those cops couldn't have chased after them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was a lot too. Yeah. <laughs> you just roll with it. That's yeah. the way this movie is. It just it just keeps going. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a beautiful movie too. Got a lot of good shots. Yeah, it's got good music. The music, I would, you know what I thought I feel is missing from the music though. Oh, okay. Um, it feels like there should. It feels like uh, this seems like the kind of movie where I feel like I should be able to just call to mind the score and like do a little bit of the score. And I, there's nothing that really stands out. Like the music, music never feels bad, mm-hmm. but like it, it, it's very unmemorable to me. I okay. Well, here's my problem. I listened pretty much on repeat for a while to the score of oceans 12 sure so that's pretty much the only one i can recall <laughs> i can't recall much of one except claire de lune of course sure yeah uh so how do you, how do you feel about this pairing is it good Pop, yeah, pops good. off yeah i good. think it pops off I think, okay. I think it's a good pairing great uh and we're already at the end of the minute yep uh and and uh we, we know there's gonna be more high shenanigans later because uh rutledge did a little setup here mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh the last thing that we saw oh, in the minute was uh setup, kyle in the uh comic book yeah and that's it that's yep. it do you want to say what's the next minute minute 21 is your pairing minute would you like to announce it appropriate that the minute oh. can drink huh. now because minute 21 will be paired with a little film called Sideways. Wow. All right, then. Uh, let's do the plugs. Yep. 
I mentioned earlier I have another podcast called Nothing New, a remake podcast with uh, my co-host Justin Kizan and I. Every month we talk about remakes. Uh, our most recent episode uh, for February is Miss Bala. Uh, it was a, a, a remake of a film called Miss Bala. And it was a pretty recent film. And uh, they're very different. And we get into how an American language remake uh, can be troublesome. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll, I'll say it that way. Yeah. Uh, so check that out. BenvyNetwork.com slash nothing new. I do another podcast called It's On My List. You can find that online. It's on my list pod.com. Uh, every uh, month it's it's me and five friends. And we just talk about the movies that people say you should see. People that say uh, you should see this and you say, oh, I haven't yet. And it's like, oh, it's, uh, it's on my list. And there you go. That's the yeah. title of the show. Uh, we've we've covered things from The Matrix to Gone with the Wind and everything in between. Uh, so check that out. It's on my list pod.com. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Podcaster Andrew. Oh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Very Cool Emily. Um, oh, and Twitch is the other one. I stream <laughs> three times a week. Um, uh, sometimes with this this little this little chucklehead over here, Andrew Lindy. Uh, <laughs> I'm play, a chucklehead. We play Fortnite on Tuesdays, and then on Thursdays I play Dark Souls with Sadie Neat, and then on Fridays, sometimes Saturdays, depending on our schedules, I play uh, WWE 2K18. With uh, Lilith, former former guest of the show, Lilith. What else do I do? Uh, you could talk about the Patreon. Patreon busted free. Go to patreon.com slash Dunstan Checks Men. I think it's just Dunstan. Slash Dunstan. Yeah. Did we get just slash Dunstan? Yeah. All right. <laughs> um, you can get access to our special feed there of, of boner episodes. Is, excuse me? What? What did you call them? Bonus episodes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Give us five stars and leave a review which says I am very tired. Yes. Mm. <laughs> Burgers. Fart. <laughs> and sentence <laughs> okay we look forward to seeing that review on apple podcast um you can follow us on twitter uh we are at majestic hotel and why you can follow the show on instagram it's dunson checks men um at dungeon checks man rather and follow us find us on youtube um you'll just have to do a search there to find us but um you will find these really great videos where andrew uh cuts a little bit of the minute into the trailer for the film we're talking about um it's very cool um check it out anything else uh that's it we're checking out like wrestling well i'm here to tell you about massive buds wrestling show i'm brendan creasy and you may know me from podcasts such as 
Radio Brendo Man, Popsicles, and MBWS in its former names. But we're still here, and now we're Massive Buds Wrestling Show. My friend Keith Gomez and I talk about the latest in WWE, Southern California indie wrestling, and cannabis. Yeah, that's right. I said cannabis. Check us out. Massive Buds Wrestling Show, mbwspod.com, or benviewnetwork.com, and of course on Apple Podcasts and all podcast services. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at benviewnetwork.com.